Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm Captain Mizzy. And I'm Monica. I'm a guest today and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, John is off tonight. Uh, and so uh, this week's episode, we're having Monica from Geese of Gogo to talk about some cosplaying, some hanging out, some nerding, all that good stuff. Uh, I met Monica. Uh, I've actually seen Monica and around Adepticon and knew of Monica, but actually met her this last Adepticon and all her cosplay. And I was like, I got to have Monica on so she can talk about some cool shit. Uh, before that, let's get to the business. We want to thank Creature Caster for sponsoring the channel. Um, not only do they make a great game, Judgment, which will be at Warfare Weekend, which, by the way, if my mods are listening, they can put out the link to it because badges go on sale tomorrow. Um, Your mods are listening as if they're not right here. <laughs> Um, on top of that, uh, they also make great miniatures just of any type, and they have uh, a really good paint line out. Uh, if you haven't checked out Cephalopod Studios' paint line that they're uh, doing, you should. Uh, I'm not a sketching glaze painter, but it is a sketching glaze set, but the sketching paint can be used as normal paint. Uh, and the glazing set, I really, really like. I've been using the glazes on highlighting and stuff like that and been really appreciated with those. Uh, we want to thank Turbo Dork. Uh, Turbo Dork, of course, makes great metallic and turbo shifting paint. Um, we will be giving away some gift certificates uh, pretty soon uh, for them. So make sure you check them out. Um, they're also uh, going to be sponsoring Warfare Weekend 2. Uh, we also want to thank Muse on Minis for hosting our channel and getting us out there to the masses. Uh, make sure you go check them out, guys. Um, we all have affiliate links on all the pages. You can check them out and uh, find some cool stuff to buy. We want to thank uh, Conquest, actually Parabellum War Games, uh, and their game Conquest that you could play. If you like a good rank-and-file flanking game, that's perfect one out there. And they have some of the best miniatures, plastics, to play this with. They're super, super cool. really like them a lot. Uh, and you've got a link. You can get a discount on your first order from us. Um, we want to thank Midnight Heroes also. <laughs> Another sponsor of Warfare Weekend, and we'll be vendoring at Warfare Weekend with all of his chibi stuff. So make sure you go and check him out. Uh, go check out. I know he's running a summer sale right now, so you can get a discount on everything on the store. Uh, did that Kickstarter finally finish yet, Mizzy? Uh, I think it did. I don't keep up with my Kickstarters as well as I should. <laughs> um, but Look, I, know I, that... know, I know it gets paid for. That's all I know. Yeah, and then... Uh, yes, it was successful. Yay! Um, and I know that they're... I think they're going to be hitting ReaperCon next, so you can go check yep. them out wow. at ReaperCon, uh, which is a really good place for all the miniature artist-type stuff. Um, and they'll be at ReaperCon. And then, of course, they'll be at Warfare Weekend, and they're going to be doing something special for Warfare Weekend. We've got everything ready. Mm -hmm. We're waiting for the sculpting. Oh, I'm talking too much on that already. But Shut up, Gonzo! Damn it! Coming out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be really cool. I, I'm really excited for it. Um, what else? I think that did I get everybody. Um, I think I got everybody. You did Crazy Caster. You did Midnight Heroes. Yep. You did Muso Minis. Yep. Terrible Dork. Yep. I think that's Yay. everyone type thing so I, I don't know my memory's a goldfish 
Um, guys, as always, we want to make sure that you're always being safe out there. Um, it is so freaking hot everywhere. I don't mm-hmm. care. Make sure you stay hydrated. If you're working outside, make sure you're checking on yourself. Make sure you're drinking enough water, not, you know, energy drinks. Cause I know that there's a individual that was drinking nothing but energy drinks. Um, well, type stuff. And it I can tell was, you that was not me. Yeah. There was somebody that was their apprentice or something was doing nothing but drinking energy drinks and they were working outside of construction and That's bad things much. happened and you can't do that. Um, Art of Michael, uh, does Reapercom have a variety of mini sculptors or is it kept more exclusive to their brand? Um, I don't know anything about their sculptors that Reapercon, but if you go to Reapercon, it is a variety of sculptors and painters and artists. So it's not just Reaper miniatures that are there. There's a ton of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, also Canadian fires. <laughs> Fuck. Um, be careful up there. Mm-hmm. All my, yes. all my Canadian friends. Um, make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're checking out, make sure you're staying away from it type thing uh, hopefully all of our things down i don't know what the i don't know the you know the the how hot it is up there in freedom units compared to canadian units in degrees but i know it's hot everywhere it is so freaking hot um type thing but the big thing that i know everybody's wanting to know is what are we drinking tonight captain mizzy what are you drinking tonight I am spicing up my health a little bit with some sparkling ice kiwi strawberry water. Ooh, Ooh. you're hitting hard tonight. I that know, and it's pretty. That is really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Monica, pretty. what is your drink of choice tonight? I know we were talking about being healthy, but this is always my drink of choice. <laughs> I love root beer. It's my favorite thing ever, and... Yeah, I just I just love it. It's my favorite. So so you're an A and W, not a Barks? I'm both. Like I, I'm very I, I know that sounds horrible, but I'm not really picky. As long as it says root beer on the bottle, I will drink it. That's how not picky I am. If it's if it's not this, um cherry coke is another one of my favorites. Um, but right now we're also doing a lot of basil iced tea. I don't know if you've ever tried that. Interesting. But it's really good. You basically just boil basil leaves and mix some lemon in it and then let it cool off. And it's such a refreshing drink. I will. <laughs> Gonzo's try like, it. I don't know about that. Gonzo's picky. <laughs> I will try I anything even... once, but if I don't like it, I'll try it twice. And then if I don't like it, then it's completely <laughs> off the menu. I know it's off, right? Because it's basil, and you yeah. associate basil with savory things. But it's the same with the Philippines. We associate av- avocado as a fruit, not as a savory thing. So we make avocado ice cream, and like, see, like Gonzo's like, oh, more, my more God, avocado no. to me, Gonzo. <laughs> avocado to me is nothing but slime in a bucket. Uh, it's just. It's, it's just uh. Now, I have had oh. someone say that I should try avocado, and I will. Don't get me wrong. I will try anything. Um, <laughs> so when someone says, here, this is avocado ice cream, taste it, I'll try it. There, you know, I, I'll, I'll. He won't like it, but he'll try it. <laughs> I will always try it, but it does not sound very appetizing at all <laughs> type thing. Oh, man. Um, I understand that. <laughs> 
So we're we're big foodies here. So if you want to talk food, we'll always talk food. Oh my we can God. talk food. We can talk food. <laughs> I baked brownies this weekend too. Yeah. So I mean, they I made everybody happy. I always, I, I always like variety foods. I like spicy but flavorful food. So I'm always like, we got a good Korean restaurant here. We've got good Thai restaurants around us. And I'm always like, yes, yes, yes. Or Indian food. I love Indian food too. Oh, love, love that. Love good, so spicy. Good. So where are we going? Mm-hmm. Uh, my drink of choice, so everybody knows, all of my test results are back. I'm waiting for an appointment. So I'm still hitting the water. Um, the, so everybody knows. The hard H2O. Yeah, the hard H2O <laughs> in the big Yeti cups. Um, but I am, uh, just small health update. Uh, all the tests are in and, uh, waiting on my appointment for, uh, the neurologist and everything. So we're waiting. Everything's fine. I'm off my steroids, but I'm just trying to make sure I'm doing good. Um, so no big deal. No worries. I live like I got to live and not worry about it. Um, so do we have any shout outs? Uh, Captain Mizzy. Uh, just the one that you wanted to do. Oh, we're doing a shout out to John. For people that know, don't know, of course, John wasn't going to be here anyway because we always we have a guest. We always you know jump somebody off, and John's not much of a cosplay person, so he's like, oh, why don't you have Captain Mizzy do it? But John is feeling under the weather. John has been throwing up all weekend. Uh, we don't know what he ate or whatever, uh, but he is not feeling good. I think he told us he's up chucked about 10, 15 times. Uh, but he is doing no. better. Um, hopefully it's not both ends this time. It's just one end that's uh, an issue. Uh, but we want to send a shout out to John and make sure he uh, gets a little bit happier and healthier. And uh, whatever he ate will stop killing him. <laughs> that would be great. So That's my friend. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what he ate. He doesn't even know what it was. So he's just making sure. So we're going to give a shout out to him. Um we want to give a shout out to anybody else. Monica, do you have a shout out you want to give out to anybody? Well, I want to give a shout out to Cephalo Fair Games because they've got like, well, we, <laughs> I should say we, we have a Kickstarter happening right now. Uh, we have a lot of stuff in that Kickstarter. You we mean have backer kit? I mean, sorry, backer kit. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I do the same it. thing. I know. Lincoln Chan. Everyone- Everyone, like, thank you for checking me on that because everyone who's approached me at the booth, they kept saying Kickstarter, Kickstarter. Like, while we were at Origins, and I keep telling Backer Kit, it's Backer Kit now, uh, not Kickstarter. So it was kind of <laughs> now, it now I'm the one who's like messing. <laughs> but yeah, we have a Backer Kit right now. We're running, we have a new RPG that's coming out. It's really nice. Um, we have a mini version of Gloomhaven coming out. It's called bits and bugs um we have all the minis now for all the monsters for all three of our games and a whole bunch of other stuff please check it out so i know my husband shout out to my husband because he's amazing there you go (laughs) (laughs) buttons and bugs sorry buttons and bugs is what the tiny tiny gloomhaven thing is called (laughs) nice guys as always we always say this. If you see something, say something. If you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone in the will and we'll throat punch them. I mean, um, solve the problem. Cheers. Oh, fine. Oh, cheers.
My water's better than your water. <laughs> Hold on, one more. See, I don't have to have two sips to know mine's better. It just I'm is. rehydrating my cells so they'll be replenished <laughs> and I won't be dehydrated and I can poop and pee properly. Good for you. <sighs> so, well, it's been 13 minutes and no cat ears. I'm really disappointed in y'all. Y'all have really, really not done anything this week. And no tango for Terry's. Totally disappointed. Totally, totally. Be, be disappointed. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, we brought Monica on. Okay, there's the cat ears. Um, we brought Monica Damn on. Damn right there is. <laughs> because I wanted to make sure that we did something, you know, cosplay design. And Monica is, like, super rich, super powerful in the cosplay community. I mean, <laughs> everybody knows her. Everybody's seen her. They're like, oh, my God, we will pay you $50 million to show up and stuff. So. <laughs> Monica. I could have just quit my job. <laughs> yeah, I could too. Um, I could have bought a third property. <laughs> Holy moly. Um, yeah, cosplayers are very rich. I hope y'all know that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I'd actually seen Monica around and uh, seen your picture and seen you. I mean, we, we all work in the same circle or play in the same circle. I should say not work, but play in the same circle. And I, I met you through other people. And I was like, oh, life has passed by. I got to get a Monica on here because I know that she's pretty cool and everything. But let's hear the story behind Monica. How did you get started you know, this just didn't happen overnight. I'm sure your success of making billions didn't just happen overnight. So tell us who you are and tell us a little bit about you and how you got started. This billion dollar business started from one thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh I make billions of money. Um, I make buku bucks. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so how it all started and how I know a lot of people in the industry basically is when I started my website um, back in, shoot, man, 20, 2015. That's on about right. I think so. Um, I started a website called Geeks of Go Go. It started out as a blog to write about. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Go Go as in like dancers? Um, I'll go go. Go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks for bringing that up because um, they associate Gogo with my cosplaying, and a lot of people thought I was a burlesque dancer. I love burlesque dancers. Don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. I love them. I go to a lot of nerdlesque whenever I can at any show. Um, I do not do um, burlesque, unfortunately. Um, I kept my brand very PG only because I love working with kids. Um, that has been a big passion of mine. I love doing a lot of classes with kids and going to um, libraries and doing classes there as well. So this year has been very heavy on that. Um, but yeah, like the blog in itself, I, I named it Geeks A Go Go because um, it's an adage. A Go Go is an adage for like all sorts. So it's all sorts of geeks is basically its, its meaning. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, and then um, when I started the blog, like a lot of folks like started approaching me about doing press releases and whatnot, because um, my following was starting to grow. 
And we did a lot of press at Gen Con. So that's where the whole board gaming and RPGs and miniature stuff started for me. Um, I did a lot of press, interviewed a lot of folks, and that's what got me into that industry or those industries. And my cosplaying was, it was like a hobby at that time. Like I got introduced to cosplaying when my husband took me to my first convention, which is Wizard World, who's now Fan Expo now. Um, out here in Chicago and fast forward we're gonna fast forward because that's such a long story um when you have like 45 minutes so you don't have to worry um for my life story I don't know but like so um I competed a lot in Gen Con too like I've I've won awards at Gen Con actually two of my awards are up on my wall just to remind myself hey you can do this shit uh, and people like what you do. Um, I so. won with this cosplay. It's the Phoenix Monster cosplay from Komini or Not. Um, that that has been the most memorable cosplay that everyone like associates with me with. Because the wings open up. I have a remote on one of my swords for that character. And it just like opens up with like uh, linear actuators. I did all the wiring for that. Um, I had a little bit of help with the wiring because the um, material schematics was wrong <laughs> when I bought it. So I couldn't, I'm not an electrician, but I, I can do a lot of like electronics because as intimidating as it sounds is actually, as long as you know your positives and negatives, you know, <laughs> and don't cross them, you're fine. It's not going to blow up. All right. <laughs> so I encourage people to try it out. But yeah, that was my biggest electronics project. Um, wings that are powered by a remote and opened up and I want a golden needle for that at Gen Con. Oh, what's prior to that? What's huh? a golden needle? Oh, golden needle is given to a person at Gen Con during their cosplay contest, which by the way, if you go to Gen Con at all, I recommend going there. I also recommend if you have anything scheduled close to or around the time where the cosplay contest is happening. You better get to where that room is fast because they actually like have a parade that happens before the contest starts and you're going to have a hard time getting to that room. But anyway, (laughs) Golden Needle is given to uh, the most um, highest like craftsmanship award that they give to the convention. So you're kind of like in the master's um, level of artistry and that's like kind of like the big price that they give you so i got i got that with the phoenix monster um so thank you gen con for that that was amazing um the year prior to that we um took first place in group cosplay with my friends and i cosplayed um destiny um uh cosplay um and that was also a great experience but yeah i've, I've competed several times um since at gen con um how, how, and, did, how did you get into cosplay? Was it like, oh, I just wanted to do this for fun because I wanted to make something cool, and then it just started branching out? I love dressing up ever since I was a kid, and I love I love doing art. I'm very creative. I mean, <laughs> I'm very creative as a person, and having a really – and I'm sorry to say this. Accounting is very mundane. Like, it's it's very, like, you know, kind of like – you deal with numbers all day and I kind of need a creative outlet for it. And I've actually stopped doing any sort of art and focused on going to school for accounting just so that I can get paid like 
to be able to afford my own place is how it started out. So when I moved into the country, I I moved here in 20, 2005, sorry. So I moved here in my early 20s with my parents. And um, yeah, it was a rough journey just like trying to like figure out what it's like moving to another country. I'm in my early 20s. I don't know anybody aside from family, you know. Um, I used to live in Madison, Wisconsin. That was the first place that I lived in. And I lived by myself, basically. So I had my own apartment. I worked two to three jobs, depending on <laughs> what kinds of jobs I, I get a hold of, you know. Um, and I got sick and tired of that. So I was like, I don't... I don't like this. I don't like doing two jobs. And here I am. I'm still doing two jobs because I'm a workaholic. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like I I just wanted to do something else other than working at a coffee shop in the morning. And then right after that shift, I go and do an office job. And it was just so much work. It was so much. I didn't have any vacation whatsoever. So I was like, I'm tired of this. I, I need I need to go back to school. Um I had a psychology degree when I left the Philippines and I was teaching kids with cerebral palsy um, before I left. And I wanted to continue that when I moved here, but I can't because schooling and all that. Over. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not recognized here. So I, I basically need to go back to school anyway. Um, somewhere along my journey, like I landed a financial, um, type of job um, in Madison and my boss told me hey you know what I think you make a really good accountant like consider that and I'm like okay because I was good with spreadsheets and stuff like that so I thought about it um, long story short went to school for accounting and then worked in corporate and hated it what? I hated working for corporate no <laughs> corporate is such an awesome place <laughs> it is don't get me wrong. I, I had a few like fun stuff um, that, you know, because sometimes corporate companies, they have like all of the bells and whistles, you know, like they got um, one of the companies I work for. I used to work for Mars. They did M&Ms, mm -hmm. you know, all the candies and stuff like that, you know. So we'd have free candy every day. <laughs> um, the newest candy, we'll get it on our desk like every morning, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, like you know, perks like that and like other companies I've worked for, I've actually like gotten tickets to like floor seats to the Bulls game. Like, you know, we, you know, all this like perks, it's, it's amazing. But my end game really is to work with kids and also to work with nonprofit organizations. And I have the best of both worlds right now. I actually work for an accounting firm that specializes in nonprofit accounting and now I work with kids at libraries out here in Chicago and teach them how to cosplay. So I have the best of both worlds. So absolutely <laughs> love it. That's awesome. Um, I ended up, and I'm going to be honest, like I, I gave up on doing press for all the stuff and doing interviews and whatnot. Um, I love, I love the industry, but I also like have a hard time with, um, coming up with funds to go to conventions because going to conventions is very expensive oh yeah um if you travel a lot and and this requires me like if i was doing press it would require me to go to gen con gen con is not a cheap convention to go to 
even if it's like a three hour drive from Chicago. Um, and then, you know, like we've got, we've got so many conventions out here, you know, Adepticon's one of them, Gen Con's one of them. Um, we got Gary Con in Lake Geneva. Um, what else we got going? Game Hole Con in Madison, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, yep. which I wish I was, you know, I was that big of a nerd back then. <laughs> if I would have known, you know, like I would have been doing that. But when I lived in Madison, I did a lot of hockey. I played a lot of hockey with folks. So <laughs> that that's how I spent like my spare time. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, like Art of uh, Michael says, like even small shows get expensive. Exactly. Like you add up the food, your hotel, um, you know, Buying games. I mean, how can you not buy games when you're at a convention, right? Yep. All this stuff adds up. Yeah. But for me, it's never been just about money. It's for me fulfilling my passion and my dream of becoming an artist. And that has manifested its way into becoming a cosplayer uh, professionally. So not only do I work for companies and cosplay for them, I teach kids now too. So it's like, heck, you know, I've got it. Like, I, I finally reached that point where I'm doing what I want to do, finally. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I want to I go over here. You, you gave me some pictures. So I'm gonna, we're going to go to a, and do a slideshow of some of the, your, uh-huh. um, your cosplay. Because I know people are asking, and we always do this. Um, and you can talk about it. Um, we talked about your first picture is, of course, your, your logo for Geeks of Go-Go. Um, Yay! So it's on there. Um, so your first one is, and this is how I got to know you was you were at uh with ross at the you know with gloomhaven frosthaven type stuff and, yes. and then so this one uh is this a gen con one this was at gen con this was in 2020 actually um this was taken it's the gen con i think after the year that we skipped it because of the pan the panda <laughs> The panda, the panda, the panini. Um, So that was the year after that. And we had a smaller booth and we only had one demo table. These are both cosplays, by the way. Like, um, so I wear this armor cosplay. That's kind of like my main cosplay for Cephalo Fair Games. And the character name is a banner spear. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the main characters or starter characters rather for their game Frosthaven. And to my right, or, you know, facing it, the two-headed ones is also a cosplay of mine. It's called the Geminate. Um, and this character is pretty cool, and I love this so much. Um, so what this character is, it's a two-for-one. So one, it's a it's an insect um, being that splits up. So one of them is a melee attacker and one's a range attacker. And you can only use one per turn. So you have to decide which one you want to do. Um, I think that comes in handy if you have a small um, group of mercenaries like um, during your game. So both characters I absolutely love. Um, The funny thing about the two-headed cosplay is because since people know that I wear it, sometimes they talk to it, even if I'm around. (laughs) (laughs) yeah we we have fun sometimes like we will see people just like approach it and i'm like i'm i'm standing right here and they're like just talking to these, this two-headed display and i'm like hi can i help you with anything and they'll be like oh no i'm fine i'm talking to it's like that that's me well because aren't you actually your head is actually when you're in the costume is behind the two heads correct 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm wearing like a, a black ski mask and like big sunglasses. Um, lately, I haven't had a chance to like wear this one um, just because it's been hot. Like Gen Con <laughs> is in August. And if it's like 90 plus degrees inside, it's still like even if they have like the air conditioning on, it's hot. So I oh. actually have fans that I'm wearing like around my neck and on my chest just to keep me cool. Um, but on top of that, like I have a, a health condition too that I can't really wear um, heavy stuff and be standing for a long period of time. So that's limited me into wearing it, but I love wearing it. It messes with people a lot. I love, I love being able to like, kind of like frighten people a little bit. Uh, so, so yeah, that's always been fun. Um, next one. I like this one cause I really like this picture of you in this because it's, it's a really good angle. And I just, I, when you, when you gave me the group, I was like, Ooh, I like this one. Plus I also love your makeup in this, by the way, too. Oh, uh, thank you. What is, what is this one? This one for people that aren't watching us and are actually listening. It is, uh, kind of looks like a ninja in red. Um, she kind of is. She's like, um, her name's Maroha. She's from Yashahime. Um, Princess Half Demon, I believe. I'm I'm like I'm like blanking out on a lot of stuff today because it's been a crazy week and it's about to get crazier. But yeah, it's from an anime. Um it's from an extension of um Inuyasha. And I love this character. This was taken in Maine when we were up there. Um in one of their like um foresty areas. So it was a lot of fun. I did this makeup at four in the morning in very limited lighting, so I'm so happy that it turned out really good. Good job, really. <laughs> but yeah, our shoot was like at 7 in the morning um, because the photographer really wanted to capture that light coming through the trees. And it hit just right. Some of the pictures, you can kind of see the light kind of just like hitting the trees and like making this really nice kind of like spotlight that makes it look so like heavenly. But yeah, that's one of like, that's one of the best like cosplay shoots I've done. Um the photographer is Amy Photos, and she's absolutely incredible. Uh, next one. This one right here, when I saw this, I was like, this is cool. Uh, you have a cathedral on your back, <laughs> a giant staff, and this looks heavy as hell. It's actually it's actually not my heaviest cosplay, believe it or not. It's actually not bad. It, it so, looks heavy. Um, I don't know if I have a picture of this in the folder that I sent you, but... In the cathedral is actually the mini that's inspired this cosplay. So I had an actual cathedral when you open it, it's like a dollhouse and it has like um, those benches, those like church pews and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a, um, um, like one of those like tall like structures where like um, priests like give sermons and stuff like that. And my mini is in there. Um, and the inside actually had actual floor tiling <laughs> that we've cut into small squares and like put in there. And, and the mechanism and in the inside, there's actually a speaker and the stained glass windows actually light up and they move to the music. Nice. Um, so that's what this that's whole so cathedral cool. thing. Um, this character is Arthena the Sixth and it's from a company who makes miniatures called... Um, Raging Heroes, yep. um, and it's one of their miniature lines. It's very uh, 40K inspired. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, I, I'm supposed to fit and say 40k inspired. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah. But yeah, like um, but yeah, it, it's a really cool. Like I have the staff still back here. Like I have it on display. Um, because it's one of my favorite props ever. It's got that cool, like, you know, um, very cool, like. 40k vibe going on I, I really like it a lot um i want adepticon for this one i want their nice. cosplay contest for this one um but yeah i really love this one i did all the stitching um the the beads on the beadwork on the hat i did it all by hand i made the chalice like 3d um so it's it's actually really cool um the bottom of that skirt which you can't see in this photo I actually had to 3D design the beads because they don't have beads that look like that anywhere. So I had to come up with my own way of creating beads. So I created files on Tinkercad mm -hmm. and had my husband print it for me. Um, so a lot of, I'm going to get into a tangent on this one. <laughs> so a lot of folks like think like 3D printing is cheating when they enter competitions. But I don't think a lot of people understand what exactly goes into 3D printing other than just printing? You're not just printing anything. Um, I know Gonzo can can attest to this because he 3D prints. Oh, but, God. like, <laughs> when you 3D print stuff, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Um, from creating the file, it's a lot of work. You think you're just making a circle, you're wrong. Like, you, you need to make sure everything is actually, like, on the right angle and like, if you're adding anything to it, you need to make sure that they're level. Um, when you print it, sometimes you will get issues with your filament, you know, not not sticking to the to the bed or anything like that. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot that goes into printing too, like having to put supports on um, your piece just to print it right, because you can't just print the files. Like, oh, here's a file. You can print it. Have fun. Um, adding supports is also a part of it. And then it doesn't stop there. After you print it, you got to sand it down. Clean um, it, cure it. You have to clean it. Um, yeah, if you're if you're using a resin printer, you have to, like, cure it with alcohol or whatever it is that you use. Um, so I make the files. My husband prints it for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I already take, like, sometimes I'll take a week or two just to create the file. So it's a lot of work. Um but yeah, after that, you know, you sand it and then you sand, you paint it, you know, all the stuff um, you got to do. So it's a lot of work. You're not just printing stuff. So a lot of folks always consider that cheating somehow. Um, but if you've 3D printed something, you wouldn't. You would never consider it cheating. Uh, your next picture is the one, your Phoenix one. Yeah, Which this is... This is the one that I have been very, very known for. And everybody thinks this is the best cosplay I've ever made. And this photo maybe like touched up, but this is kind of like what I look like really. Like the the eyes are really real. Like I had I had red scalera um, lenses on my eyes that covered my entire eye. And it freaked people out. <laughs> um, I had it um, specifically measured to my eye. They were not cheap. Um, mm -hmm. they were um, measured to how big my eye was um, and then um, my armor is made out of foam um, this was my first extensive like sewing um, work and extensive electronics work because of the wings like um, I've mentioned earlier like 
the wings are powered with linear actuators and I had a remote on one of my swords and I got the schematics from um, Crooked Feather. Um, if you go through her Patreon, you'll, you'll actually learn how to make this wings. Um, I'm mentioning that because she's a fellow like cosplayer who does this for a living. Please support her. Don't share her stuff for free because a lot of folks have shared her tutorials for free, which is really sad. Um, please support like small artists, like they're small business. This is their, um, this is their bread and butter. So yeah, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. But yeah, thank you for for making this tutorial because I would not have been able to make this beautiful piece. Um, this character is inspired by a mini, and this is what got me into cosplaying for board games. And the board game is called Rising Sun by Cool Mini or Not. Um, when the Kickstarter, this this is actual Kickstarter now, <laughs> when the Kickstarter <laughs> came out for this game um, in 2018, I believe, um, I saw the character and it was their first stretch goal for that Kickstarter and I contacted a company right away and I said, hey, I have this competition in four months. So I was making this cosplay in four months, <laughs> wings and all. And I was like, can I please have the design for this, the back? Because I want to know what the back looks like. And they emailed me back with the art director, um, CC'd on it and said, give this lady whatever she needs. <laughs> they they gave me the STL file of the, the Phoenix monster. I'm like, what? This is it's wild, you know? <laughs> nobody nobody does that. So I was like, yeah, thank you for that cool mini, by the way. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed like making this cosplay. Um, this pick is the second iteration of it. The first iteration, I made a crown out of Warbla, which is, if you're not familiar with Warbla, it's a thermoplastic that you mold and a lot of cosplayers like put it on top of foam to give it more designs it was so heavy when i wore it 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 actually gave me a permanent dent for a week on my forehead for <laughs> oh, how man. heavy it was because the wig in itself it's this tall it's nobody like about see. nobody can see more you, so. than a foot. <laughs> yeah it's more than a foot tall oh, okay. so a lot of folks when when i was wearing it they thought i was tall I'm 4'11", folks. I'm really, I'm really <laughs> short. But this cosplay made me look tall because of the hair. The hair was like really high, and what's holding it up is actually a plastic container from the dollar store, from Dollar Tree. Dollar store's <laughs> so, where it's at, guys. Yeah, that's where it's at. You know, get your cosplay supplies there. You know, it's cheap. But yeah, that's what's holding it up, and it you can't tell because everything is just enclosed in the, all that hair. Um. But it was like a lot of lightweight, and that's um, I take it back. That's when I got um, that's where I got my golden needle from Gen Con. That that award got me the golden needle. Um, but yeah, that was fun. Oh, this one's Arthenia. Um, I entered this for a competition, and this has actually never won a competition. But this is my most extensive like armor. My first extensive armor build um if you see like the whole cosplay at some point it's it's a lot of work like those those leather detailing that i have on the suit i hand stitched that while i had it on because i needed to know where the the things go because it needed to line up with my you know with my boobs <laughs> <laughs> um funny 
funny enough, when I entered that competition, um, they told me I wasn't wearing the right bra um, for the suit, which is a really odd thing to tell someone Interesting. who didn't want to highlight their boobs in cosplaying. Um, so, so wait, wait, wait. You weren't wearing the right bra. What was the right bra? Let's, 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 I have no clue. And and this is the thing that I have when I join competitions. I always ask the judges what I could have done differently. Mm-hmm. And that particular judge basically told me I wasn't wearing the right bra. And I'm like, but that wasn't the whole point of me wearing this. But anyway. <laughs> I used to have armor, not boobs. Right? Yeah. Like, right. boobs are great, but... And I will I will get into the whole like cosplaying with with boob stuff. I I don't have any issues um, with people doing sexy cosplays and stuff like that. Um, it's just not my brand. Like I said, you know, I work with a lot of kids. It's, that's not my brand. Like I yeah. I'm from from the get go, especially back then. I I was still working for corporate companies. Like I I can't do stuff like that. And I've decided not to because I want to work with kids. That's yeah. That's just basically it. That's the only reason I have. I have nothing against people who do Patreons or OnlyFans or anything like that. Because work is work, and that's a lot of work. And I recognize it as such. Uh, um, your next one is your your pastel in front of the C two E two entrance. It looks like. Yeah. So this one is Queen Celestia from My Little Pony, and this is my version of her. Um, for as a cosplay, I dip dyed that fabric, that ombre fabric. I actually hand dipped that, that is um, the week before that weekend because <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I did the layering of that, and it was actually not as as bad as um people said. Like I I basically folded and gathered the fabric while I'm dip dyeing it. That's why it has achieved that effect. And it worked out the way I wanted it to. But I wore this to judge the C2E2, I think it was in 2020, before the uh, pandemic. Um, Literally before the pandemic and everything started closing out, um, I wore this to judge their masquerade on that Sunday at the show. So yeah, that was a fun one to, to wear. I really like that cosplay a lot. Next is your your pushin. Ooh, so I used to be, and I stopped doing this because when I got sick, I just didn't have time for anything else. I used to be a pushin box ambassador, so I would get the pushin box on a quarterly basis, and this was my I I'm pretty sure this was like one of my first boxes that I did. And I decided to make a cake, like an ice cream cake that's themed Pusheen to go with my outfit here. So I've made this whole outfit while I, I unboxed the Pusheen box and they were really happy with it. So um, I actually, this is one of the best. And I'm not just saying this because I, I used to be an ambassador. I think they are one of the best subscription boxes if you want cutesy stuff because they actually include apparel in there. Oh, and cool. most of their clothes, and it's like a really decent price. And most of the clothes that they put in there are actually really cool. Like I've I've been wearing most of them um, when I get them from the box. Um, they're Halloween boxes. If you love Halloween as much as me, it's it's amazing. Like every year they bring it because they know that's their top seller, and they always so, sell out of their Halloween. I shouldn't say it's a Halloween box; it's a fall box, but 
they always theme it Halloween because they know it's, it's a bestseller, but they always bring it every year with a Halloween theme. Um, That's awesome. Next is your mermaid one. Ooh, this one. Oh, this one's a original cosplay that I did, and I did the crown and everything. I did it while we're at our cabin in um in Maine and <laughs> finished it there because I didn't have enough time to finish it. But yeah, this was taken in the water there. Um again by the amazing um Amy Photos. Um she was just an amazing um cosplayer and photographer at the same time. So she knew exactly like how to maneuver the water too. She she was really great. Like I there were some shots of this um, cosplay where I'm actually swimming in the water, and it looked amazing. I think. Oh, and this one I thought was very interesting. Uh, this is your <laughs> Belle Fett. My Belle Fett, yeah. <laughs> so, so um, for the very first time ever, from from what I know, the very first time ever, um, Star Wars. Uh, what do they call it? Like kind of like their convention. Uh-huh. Like went to Chicago, <clears throat> and since it's like here, you know, in our hometown, like I was like, okay, well, let's think about cosplay. So where did this? And my friends and I, we decided to do a Disney princesses Mandalorian um, style. Um, so I came up with this like version of Belle, and I don't know if there's a picture in there. I probably not. The backpack which is the jetpack for this is actually her library and it lights up. Yeah, cool. But I don't think I included it on the slides, but that's okay. But yeah, this this has been a retired cosplay, but I might bring her back because I love this helmet so much. I mean, come on. <laughs> like I've put a lot of like work into painting this helmet and it's just like one of my favorites. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was interesting. So one of the subjects that I wanted to bring up, and you and I talked about this before the show, um, there's a lot of people, and, and I don't want to say a lot of people, there's a stigma behind people that always get that don't cosplay if you're not skinny, don't cosplay if you don't have big boobs, don't cosplay something outside your race, you know, so on and so forth. And it always brings me back to, and I always laugh uh, because uh, you, should, you should be able to cosplay whatever the hell you want. But I always mm-hmm. joke because well. Man Fay, <laughs> Man Fay, I don't remember. It remembers when that hit the scene when uh, that guy dressed up as Fay from Cowboy Bebop, and he dressed as Man Fay, and it's like the 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 costume was on point and everything, and it was hilariously good. Uh, and if anybody wants to share a picture of that, they can and put a link to it. But it's Fay from Cowboy Bebop, and it's Man Fay, and. It goes to say, I, I hate when people say this, that you have to be skinny, you have to be, you know, the right race, you have to have the, the perfect thing, and if you don't have everything, you're a shitty cosplayer. And I know you've probably had dealt with that before. I mean, it just comes to the territory. Um, what has your experience has been with that lately? Or any period? Well, I'm still dealing with that right now because I am a brown girl. I mean, I'm, I'm more on the lighter side of being Filipino because, you know, Filipinos and spanish you know like that whole Mm -hmm. history about that so i'm a lighter skinned filipino or filipina um we discuss this a lot i do a lot of panels out here and with a lot of other um conventions about being a person of color who cosplays 
and being a plus size cosplayer because um, there is a stigma about like cosplaying certain characters and being a certain weight for it, being a certain skin color for it. Now, uh, I will clarify, you can cosplay anything for anyone you want. However, you cannot cosplay a skin type. You cannot blackface. You cannot Correct. do... Um, dreads are a very, like, uh, like topic that a lot of... A lot of the times, like, are is being brought up. Um, black people's hair type is not a cosplay, so please don't do that. Um, there's a lot of like things to discuss about that, and I can I can provide links for that as well. We've discussed it in Sheep Rob, which is another group of cosplayers and organization that I actually like also like work with. Um, Chicago POC Cosplayers is another organization that I work with. Um, we, we do not like cosplay people's skin color or hair, um, and hair texture. That's, that's pretty much the bottom line. We don't, we shouldn't cosplay, um, anything offensive. Like for instance, um, in a few conventions, there were people dressed up as Nazis. Like we don't do that. We punch them. We don't do that. Um, that's very offensive. Um, um, even if it's like, oh, well, it's from a game. You understand, right? It's like, no, we just don't do that, nope. like, period. Um, so, yeah. Um, but as far as being someone who doesn't fit the skin color, body type of the characters that I'm supposed to look like, um, I found confidence in just being myself, um, just cosplaying these characters. Um, one, cosplay is costume play. Like you can't really put certain things in a box when when it comes to cosplay. It's just like your way of being and showing your create creative side to these characters, and it's w- your way of honoring them. Um, you know, a few times well when I'm working at the booth, like for Cephal Affair, I would be approached by individuals and tell me like, oh well, you know, I mean. This is the character I cosplay. It's called the Banner Spear. I you showed a picture earlier. Um, supposed to be a skinnier, you know, tall like person, uh, light skin, and you know, it's like, why did they pick you to cosplay that character? It's like a couple of times I've been asked, and I'm like, um, well, I applied for the job. <laughs> That's why I'm here. I applied for the job, so they hired me. <laughs> um that's how I got the job and that's pretty much been my answer like why why wouldn't they hire somebody who has the skills to do it and one of the things that we would discuss when we do these panels about cosplaying as a person of color cosplaying as a plus-sized cosplayer is that people will always make you feel like you don't belong in that seat you take that seat because you deserve it like you've worked hard for it like I've I've been doing this for like six years now People know how hard I've worked and like how I've like constantly like try to improve my skills like every year, like adding something new to my portfolio. And that's how I get picked. Uh, That's how I get picked to do panels. That's how I get picked to be a guest at shows and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I didn't just, I don't know. I I wasn't just sitting here doing nothing and then they just hired me (laughs) or whatever, like out of nowhere 
it was really hard to be hired because as you've said, you know, I've approached companies and picked a specific character so that they can kind of like, oh, she wanted to cosplay this character. Um, but you don't seem like that character, you know? I mean, let's call it what it is sometimes, you know, that happens. It's like, oh, well, you don't look like the character. So unfortunately, you know, I don't think this is a good fit for you at this time, you know? And that happens. Or sometimes people just don't understand what it is, what it means to have a cosplayer in your booth. Like some folks don't understand that and you kind of have to explain it. And it was a long journey of trying to figure out, okay, like how can I show folks that I can actually work as a part of their staff in the booth, not just standing there. Like I actually like, I think we've always had a stigma about um, booth babes is what they used to call cosplayers back in the day. Um, yeah, there was also, yeah, there was also a lot of people have started banning because it's not. And here's the thing. You're cosplaying as a character. The booth babe, I think that came around with like E3 when E3 was getting rid of the box. And it was just very skinny, very attractive, very thin, you know, it, it was a sex symbol when it was called booth babe. Yeah. It was, mm -hmm. it was, there's people sitting there that are just there to be eye candy. And they weren't even part of the whatever they were trying to sell. That was just a skinny girl in a bikini type thing. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, if that's if that's what it called for, then that's what it called for, right? Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but my main focus was I'm not just going to be cosplaying when I started working at booths. My main focus is to promote the products that they have and be able to talk to the fans and be able to sell stuff. <laughs> I'm part of the marketing team in a way, you know, I'm, I don't want to be just standing there because let's face it. These conventions are more than eight hours. Some days who wants to just stand there and look pretty though. That's, that's gotta be more stressful than anything just standing there. And I don't like that. I don't, I don't want to be that person who's just standing at the booth doing nothing. Yeah. And, even then, like, um, when I was doing it for, like, my first year, like, some folks are like, oh, so what do you do? You just stand here all day? It's like, no, I do a lot of stuff, actually. Like, I, I helped set up the booth um, before day one. We helped set up the booth, and we help with teardown, too. Like, I do that. Um, we help, like, with the display cases. Like, I help arrange it. I clean, I vacuum the, because we have carpeting that we have for our um, section. Mm -hmm. And I I vacuum it before the show starts. You know, I do more than just cosplay there. You're, um, you're the, whether people like it or not, whatever, you're pretty much the first face they see when they go to the booth because you stand yes. out at the booth. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. While that's, I love Ross and, and he's awesome, <laughs> you 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 stand out there with your you know your 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 spears and such, and it My makes armor, the, yeah. yeah it makes it and stand your energy. out more. Yeah. Yeah. Your your energy is amazing whenever you're Thank out you. there. Yeah, yeah, and I have to I have to be like I have to keep that level of energy too, and I don't think people realize if you're at a convention for four days for more than eight hours to keep that level of energy is a lot oh yeah <laughs> it's yeah. a lot and it's like i i know i've mentioned this before but like um like 
in late 2021, I got diagnosed with early cancer in my uterus. So last year was, it was, I mean, not sugarcoating it or anything, but last year was horrible health-wise, but I still worked. I still worked the shows. I still showed up, you know, I still did everything. But what people didn't know, like the entire year last year, I probably had eight procedures. Like, it's crazy, but I show up. You know, I'm there. I'm in a good mood. <laughs> you know, I'm in character. Like, I have my weapons in me. Um, stuff like that. Like, I'm better. Like, this year's been a little bit better health-wise. But, you know, like, all that stuff. Like, um, I think people don't realize, like, yeah, that is that is more than just standing there and looking pretty, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're almost ready to do the media section, but... Um... If somebody wants to get into cosplay, uh, give us, uh, like, anybody that we should look on YouTube or, you know, for beginners. Because I've always wanted, and this is just me, I've always wanted to make the um, Jedi armor from, like, uh, Obi-Wan wears in the Clone Wars. Because like, that's just totally cool, and I'm a super nerdy Star Wars guy. But I have no clue where to start, no one to do. Which, actually, I'm going to give a shout-out to our friend uh, Nerd Mom which is doing our first cosplay classes at Warfare Weekend this year. She's going to teach people how to make, like, a van brace and trinkets and all this stuff. She's going to be doing cosplay teaching, uh, which I think is really cool because I, I want to add that to the convention. But do you have anybody that you recommend? Like, hey, this is where you should go to learn about cutting foam or et cetera, et cetera. Well, aside from myself, I do have some um, videos on my YouTube channel. You can just Google Geeks A Go Go and you'll find it there. Um, I have filmed some of my um, live streams when I'm doing um, cosplay, like building um, during my streams on Twitch. Um, so you can find it there. But a lot of like really good resources that I would recommend. Cheaprop is a really great um, group of female, non-binary, two-spirit um like individuals who cosplay and if you ever want to find support um that's a really good facebook forum to go to um it's just she the word she and then prop um if you google that or if you type that in search you'll find it there um sks props has a lot of good tutorials on his youtube channel as well um let me see what else um kinpatsu um cosplay is also a good source and there's many out there. Like, if you browse it on Instagram Reels, they have so many people doing tutorials now um, on Instagram Reels that it's just been amazing um, how helpful our community has evolved to being very helpful, like, in the past few years. So I love the cosplay community so much, and I love that it just keeps... Um, presenting all these resources for a lot of beginners to... Um, to like um try but but yeah if you're in the chicagoland area <laughs> and if you want in-person classes please request for your library to have me like come over and do classes for you because i have done that several times this year um for several libraries and there's nothing i would like more than do, to do a live class because that's um a lot of folks like do learn by doing um rather than by watching on youtube so and there's a lot of like techniques that I would like to show. So yeah, if if you're ever in the area, just come and request for me. 
Um, and where are you going to be? Where you're, what, what's your schedule like for the rest of the year? Where are you going to be? Oh my gosh. Well, so far, <laughs> so far this year, I have San Diego Comic-Con coming up in two weeks. Mm-hmm. After that will be Gen Con. Um, we will be at Game Hall Con because we, we just love going there. And Madison has been my first like city where I live. So we'll definitely be there. Um, and PAX Unplug will be to wrap up the year. So yeah, hope to see you on any of those shows. <laughs> and you're, is this all strictly for Cephal Affair? Um, some of them are, are just me, but the big shows, those are going to be for Cephal Affair. Like SDCC, um, Gen Con, and PAX Unplug will all be for Cephal Affair games. So if you find a booth, you'll most likely find me and my husband working there. <laughs> all right, so let's go ahead and get to our media section. Um... For anybody who doesn't know, and since this is Monica's first time, we did kind of pre-warn her. We do have two types of rating scales. We have from Casablanca to Catch the Movie, Catch being the worst movie ever made, and Casablanca being one of the perfect movies. Uh, we also have our Space Herpes. Um, if you were the Space Herpes, the better the movie. Um, so we can go with that. Um, so for new listeners... Um, so this week I told everybody, I think I have like eight things I'm watching right now, or I did you watch. Said, you, know. you said that you had 10 on your list. Okay. 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> so other than that, so I'll, I'll give a run through. So I was putting together a bunch of miniatures this week, so I needed something to watch while I'm doing it. Cause I'm not a music listener when I'm you know putting together miniatures. I like to have TV to do it because it helps my ADHD and everything. And I was like, Oh, this show on Apple TV is getting a second season. I thought it was canceled. So I'm going to give it another watch. Um, And it's called Invasion. Invasion is a story about aliens that invade America or invade Earth type thing. Um, It kind of reminds me. I don't know if anybody's ever seen uh, the TV show This Is Us, where it's a huge cast where it's not just one group of people. It's a bunch of different groups of people and stuff. And it kind of leans on that. This, there's a group in Japan. There's a group in Europe, a group in the Middle East, a group in America. And it's about what happens when aliens invade. Um, and the invasion starts and it happens and everything goes along. Um, if you haven't watched it, I'm actually going to give this a good rating. Um, I'm really picky on this stuff. And it starts off kind of slow. I'm going to tell that right away. The first, like, first two episodes are kind of slow it's a lot of building but once it starts going it's like this is pretty dang good um the aliens uh are if you've ever seen pharaoh fluid um it's fluid it's, it's usually a black fluid that has like metal shavings in it and people you know manipulate the metallic properties of it and does all these little spiky things mm-hmm. and everything and if you see it the aliens are kind of based off of that type of thing um series has been out for a while so this is you know here's your spoilers i don't care right now i won't spoil when it's currently live but i will spoil this because it's been out for a while um it was actually pretty good it took like i said it took a little while to get started um but once it did i was like okay i'm into this i want to know what happens and oh shit Uh, oh shit type things in this show. And at the the ending left it on a really big cliffhanger, which was really good, but it was it was not a a cliffhanger that you were thinking of. It was like, 
what the fuck is this? And I'll, I'll leave that one spoiler free because it's, it's kind of fun. Um, I'm looking forward to next season. It starts in August. Um, so I'm pretty happy about it. I did binge watch the entire thing. I think it's like 10 episodes and they're about an hour piece. So it's a, you know, a good long season. Um, but it's on Apple plus, uh, Apple TV, uh, as a space herpy, I would rate this one to one and a half. Cause like I said, it starts off a little, starts <laughs> off a little hard and, and starts off a little slow, but once it gets going, it's a lot of fun and it's not your typical invasion TV series. So, okay. Monica, you ready for your first one? I am. Yeah. Um, one of the shows that we've watched in the past few months is um, Poker Face with Natasha Leone. Mm-hmm. And okay. that has been an amazing show. Like, I've, I've recommended that show to everyone and anyone <laughs> who had time to, like, listen. But the writing on that show is incredible. Um, definitely Casablanca. And definitely, um, for me, it's actually zero space herpes. Well, nice. Well, uh, maybe one or half, only because the first episode kind of starts off a little bit slow. I I will agree with you on that because I tried watching it, and the first episode was the same way. I was like, really? This is supposed it to was, get like it a was lot a of bit reviews. Slow. Yeah, because like I was I was listening to it in the background while I was like sewing stuff, and I'm like. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know if I'm gonna like this show. And then like two two to three episodes in, like it starts becoming interesting. And then the the longer the show like goes, like the more interesting it is. The writing on the show is like freaking phenomenal. Like I I can't even describe how good it is because it's it's kind of like yeah, my husband like um, described it as kind of like Columbo, like Natasha yep. Leone is like kind of like Columbo. I've never seen Columbo, so I don't know <laughs> anything about that. So that's that's how he described it. Um, but her character is basically like a human lie detector, and he she's trying to evade like these bad guys like throughout the show, and each time she tries to do that, she'll get into a bad situation each time. Yep. <laughs> And each bad situation is actually written really well. Um, there's one episode, I'm not gonna get spoilers, but um, it had something to do with music. I can say that. <laughs> um, not gonna be specific about it, but it had something to do with music. If you watch that episode, that is my favorite episode of the show. Captain Mizzy. Cool. Uh, so we've been going to our friend's house and on Thursdays and watching Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Because that's what we do on Thursdays now. It's a and really it, good show. I love Erica Ortegas <laughs> so much. This one it just makes me happy. This episode is my least favorite of all the episodes, but it's still a good episode. Type even, even compared to the third one? Yes. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, even compared to the third one. Interesting. Because I I know how you feel about what happens in the third one. Yeah. Uh, I think this one, to me, it was was just... I kind of saw everything and what was happening. And I I wasn't really, you know, wowed by it. But it was still a good episode. It's still great Star Trek. I'm going to tell you right now, we are in the best time to get into Star Trek and like Star Trek. Because this year... 
Strangers World is is becoming fastly one of my favorite Star Trek series of all time. And the costumes are amazing. Oh yeah. Let me yes. just say that. Um, everything. I, oh my gosh. They've won awards for the costuming for that show. And I follow most of their like costuming team and they're incredible artists. Like they, they do the textile artwork and all the textures that they put into that clothing. Um, you might not notice it, but if you look closer on the costumes, the construction is ridiculous. Like <laughs> it is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like ridiculously good. Um, so what do you give? Uh, are we, are we giving any ratings yet? Or are we just waiting? I'm going to keep waiting, but if you want me to give a rating for this one, I'm going to say a one. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It's just, and, was... and Erica just makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of joy that character brings me. She oh. is, and I, I, don't, I think if they would have put someone else to do her role, like another character doing her role, that wouldn't have been as good of a series, as good of an episode. Nope. Because she does, she plays it really well. Um, so binge watching again, and I didn't really binge, but I've been watching it and finally keep up with it, and finally got to it. Uh, so season two of Yellow Jackets finished not too long ago, and so I was watching that. For people that don't know, Yellow Jackets is the story of a group of uh, high school soccer girls that uh, their plane crashes and they get. Uh, stranded in the woods, and it's a story of what happens in the woods and their life after it. Um, this show is not for the faint of heart. I mean, it is 100%. You're going to get shocked out of this. There are some shocking scenes in this. Um, but it is so fucking good. Uh, the acting is done very well. The characters are so good. The acting between, you know, because they, they show them as teenagers and show them as adults. Um, everything is done so well, but there are so many what-the-fuck moments in the show that uh, I think it was episode five. I went, holy fucking, oh, shit. I'm like, that is, that's out there. That, that just pushes the bounds. But it was done so well and so good. Um and it makes you keep guessing about what's going on and what happened in the woods to what happened to them now. Um, I know they got renewed for season three, which I'm really good because I would love if like season three or four was the last of the series. That way it just doesn't keep on and keep on and keep on doing jumping the shark. Um, so we can get an ending to the story. But um, it's it's been really good, but it is it pushes the bounds of TV. Um and I really liked it. Uh, this season, um, I would give it probably one Space RPGs Max type thing. Because there are some really good scenes in this. And it's a really good stuff um, that, you know, if you were living out in the wilderness by yourself or whatever. And you had to survive. And what you had to do, that's kind of what it is. Monica, what you got? Um... The second one that we liked watching was Mrs. Davis. Um, it's in, I believe, in what what TV um, network is it in? I think Peacock. Mm -hmm. But the premise of Mrs. Davis is basically um, there's this AI that's been controlling people's lives. <laughs> and there's a nun that's... Well, this is, I mean, it's kind of weird, right? It's like, oh, AI controlling people's lives. Like, oh, here we go again. 
But then there's like a nun that goes on this rampage because of this AI. And that's as far as I can say about this show. Now, I know it sounds kind of like, oh, well, another another show like this. But it's like, again, another really, really good, well-written show um, that just like takes you on these like twists and turns uh, with every episode. Um, I do give it like a one and a half space herpes because sometimes there are some some scenes that are like, come on. Like, you kind of, like, roll your eyes, like, <laughs> seriously? Like, you know? But overall, it's actually a really good show. Like, it is a good show. Character Mizzy? So, in hanging out with my friends on Thursdays, I get suggested <laughs> content to watch. And we got on the topic of Jim Henson and puppets and stuff. But, mm-hmm. so, his son... Did a movie in 2018 called the uh, Happy Time Murders. Yeah, yep. the Happy Time Murders. Yes. So I watched that this morning, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's shenanigans. Yep, it's a whole lot of shenanigans. It is <laughs> highly adult content, um, but overall, it was fun. Um, it wasn't too funny in some parts for me. But like it was, it was still decent. It was okay. Um, I wouldn't not watch it again. So <laughs> I'd give it two, two and a half. It is a very adult but, puppet but show. <laughs> highly adult. <laughs> Tentacles are involved. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you're in the mood for shenanigans and highly adult content, then, you know, give it a watch. And if puppets don't freak you out, then even better. <laughs> but um, I, I I do like what they do with the, like, the whole artistry of the puppets. So there's that, too. Yeah. Um, this one's going to be a twofer because I know Captain Mizzy watched it and uh, it's Nimona on netflix. oh yeah okay. i, I forgot i watched that this week <laughs> yes uh it's on netflix just came on it's based off of a graphic novel it's so good it is so it, it it's my my hit of the week um this one's gonna uh-huh. get zero space herpes from me because it is yes so funny written so well the artwork is so good uh representation is really good it's got a great by story heart. Yeah, it's got a mm. lot to it. It's it's. I love the character. Um, I can't remember the name of the girl, but it's the girl that did Hit Girl in the Kickass TV in the Kickass movie. Oh, Chloe Grace Morris. Yes, yeah. yeah. She does the voice of Nimona, and oh. it is. And she 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 has a lines just correct. Um, and it is. What are you? I am Nimona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's it's really really good. I really liked it a lot. I was I put it on to do something, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do anything. I'm watching this, so it kept me, you know, to watch it. Um, That's cool. I really enjoyed the shit out of this. This gets my top of the week zero space herpes type thing. Um, it's got good representation, a good story, good lines, good comedy, uh, good artwork. Um, a very oh, yeah. good diverse cast that I liked a lot. <clears throat> so I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Story, it's, it's the not cuteness, the everything. Yeah. 
and it, 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 it's kind of fun. It, it's got some fun stuff to it. Yes. Monica? Oh, Secret Invasion. We just started watching, like, I think last week, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's kind of dragging right now for me. Like, a little bit. I'll I'm give with it you. Two, yeah, it, I'll give it two space for a piece, to be honest. I mean, I love, like, Nick Fury and, like, the whole, like, secret society of, like, Krill and stuff like that and Amelia Clark being in it. But there's just some parts of it. It's like, come on. Like, this is dragging, like, way too much. I, I will agree with you. I mean, I like Nick Fury and, you know, Samuel Jackson and all this and like the character. But this series is dragging on. It is mm-hmm. it is not good. It, mm-hmm. It's... It's not doing anything for me. There's nothing to it. There's no... Yeah, it's more like a background noise kind of like thing when I'm like doing something. Yeah. There's no heart to the story to either. There's nothing in there that mm-hmm. makes me care about anybody that's doing stuff in there. Yeah. That's three bad reviews. That means it's not worth my time. I won't be watching it. I mean, I'm oh. going to finish it. <laughs> yeah, I'll still finish it, but it's like, just so that I can see like where are they actually taking this because... He's been gone for a while, like in outer space, and then comes back to this, right? So it's like, all right, like what is this turning into, really? Because with all things Marvel, like most of it's like connected. Yeah. Most of it, not all, but you know what I mean? It's like, okay, just for the sake of like knowing what actually is going on with this whole thing and where they're taking it. Yeah, I- I'm with you. It's just, it's not great. I mean, I'm going to stick with it because it's only six episodes and we're halfway through. Yeah. I'll stick with it and finish it out. But, yeah, I'm like, eh. Mm, Just ask your friend that watched it what happened. Right? Yeah. (laughs) If there's anything worth talking about. Um, Let's see. What else? I did watch 65. It just came out on Netflix. Um with Adam Driver on it and everything. It's where he crash lands a ship and uh, it's there's dinosaurs. And it's so on and so forth. It's 65 million years. We all know what it is. We've seen the things. It's, it's just okay. I, I wasn't really impressed by anything. Nothing made me, you know, go, ooh, this is cool. It gets my two and a half space herpes. It's just meh. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing bad, nothing good. Just it's just there. It just sits there, and it's okay. Um, <laughs> special special effects were nice, um, but for the most part, it's just nah type stuff. Captain Mizzy. Um. Well, seeing as how you had to remind me that I watched the Mona, I don't think I have anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Monica, do you have anything you want to talk about? I have that we just finished watching the Wham! documentary. Okay. That was interesting. George Michael and unfortunately I can't remember the name of the other person. (laughs) That's usually how it is. That's how how it happens, unfortunately. And they kind of like went into that whole thing in the documentary and it's kind of sad in a way. But at the same time, you know, like George Michael is kind of like one of those people who will just stand out no matter what, you oh, know, yeah. it's just, it's just a thing. Like there's just certain people who just stand out, like no matter what you do. Um, and he was it. Um, but yeah, that was interesting 
I will give it probably one space herpy just because there are some parts of it that's very repetitive. It's like, yeah, you already mentioned that. Like, let's move on to the next kind of like thing. But it's kind of cool to see how this whole thing, this whole thing with Bam, like started when they were 12, which is like, wow, they went way back. Yeah. Um, my next one, um, and it's, I'm not through it because uh, all the episodes are not out yet, but the new season of Warrior started up. Um, if you haven't watched it, uh, I don't know anything about it. It's on, uh, Max. And, uh, it was originally a story that Bruce Lee wrote about, uh, Chinatown, um, and the start of, uh, the, the, the making of Chinatown and all the gangs and such. And... Mm. Warrior is so fucking good. The writing, the characters, and the martial arts is amazing. The first episode of this season, like the first 15 minutes, you're like, fuck yeah, hell yeah, kick his ass, you know. You're just getting all into it. And it is, the choreography, everything has been very good. I think there's only like four episodes, three or four episodes out. But it is, it has been good. Um... I don't know how long this series is going to last because um, I know it took a while to bring this one out, but everything took a while to come out because of, you know, the pandemic. Uh, and so I'm really looking forward to more of this season. Uh, so far, complete thumbs up. Loving it. I love the characters. Love everything that's going on with it. Um, if you like a good period piece and great martial arts with a lot of violence... <laughs> If you need lots of violence in your life, watch this show. It yeah. is great. Uh, but it also, you know, it is a period piece too. So you know, you're gonna look at all the racism and stuff that comes into this. But I all mean, the bastards. It, yeah, all the bastards and all the gangs and cops and you know, uh, stuff. It's just super, super good. I am enjoying this. I will always recommend it. Uh, since Captain Mizzy doesn't have any more, and she's totally, you know, she has I'm plenty a slacker. of time slacking off. Monica, you got anything <laughs> else? Oh, man. I'm trying to think of what else, but... No, I can't think of anything else. I think that's most of the shows that we've gone through for for the week. Okay. I mean, I have some other things to talk about. Um, I did watch a documentary um, this week that was called Muscles and Mayhem which is the story of the original American Gladiator TV show. Yes! Yeah, we watched that one. That was so cool. <laughs> it is, it was very interesting because that was, you know, part of my, you know, you know, that was part of my early childhood, the original American Gladiator. Cause I remember when that went off and it was like the shit to watch and everything. And you knew things were happening behind the scenes of that show, whether you liked it or you know, just, you could tell. And it goes into the story of all, you know, steroid use, you know, drug use. Um, you you knew that they were getting abused and, you know, the people that made the show were making a ton of money and they were making pittance, you know, on what they did. And their bodies were getting wrecked and all that stuff. You just knew that's what was happening. Uh, but it was interesting to see it and to have those characters, which I thought was was hilarious, is like half of the women gladiators are lesbians, which I was like... Shocker, <laughs> but it was just like a lot of good stories. And it was, it was nice to hear how that happened and whatever, and you know what these people did after that. 
Because um, I know they originally tried to bring back American Gladiators, and it only lasted like a season. Because, I mean, it's just a product of its time then. But it was a good series, especially if you grew up with American Gladiators um, or, you know, watched it when it came out. It, it, it resonates, and you're like, yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they got treated like shit type thing. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it, if you like a good documentary piece. Um, what else? Uh, I did f- watch the first half of this season of Witcher. Um, so the new season came out and they're only showing like what, six episodes. And then I think I have one left. And then the new, then they're going to, they're waiting a little bit and the rest, the second half of the season is coming out. Um, it's okay. Um, I know this is our last season with Henry Cavill, um, and everything, but I mean, it's, it's all right. The fight scenes and the sword play and all that is, is great. They, uh, whoever does the choreography for that and the fight scenes and stuff is great. It's good. Oh, yeah. Um, the story is just okay. It's, it's still there. Nothing making me go, oh shit, but it's just, it, it's a solid fantasy series. Um, so I mean, I'll give a full rating once the season is out, but right now it's okay. I'm not having a problem with it at all. Um, let's see. I am looking forward because a lot of series are coming back. Like I said, the new series of new season of Invasion is next month. And I think next week, the new season of Foundation comes out. Uh, If you really like amazing, good sci-fi, Isaac Isomoff sci-fi, Foundation is the shit. Um, Mm. It is really, really good. Um, The the characters are great. It's a multi-huge cast. It's a great story. The new season of that is coming out. Um, I can't wait for it. Um, what else? That was about it. There really wasn't... I mean, I did watch a lot of stuff. But, like I said, there was some stuff that was just... I could deal without. Secret Invasion is not where it's at right now. It's... it's. Uh, I, I don't want to say I'm, I'm concerned. But... Marvel's going to kick it up. I know that... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 will be on Disney Plus pretty soon because I saw it for buy on Apple or Amazon. That reminds me of the show that I want to watch, but I can't because I'm not in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. This is a show about a pug and I because Aww. pugs. But, Aww. you know, Australia Disney Plus has it, not not America. So, you what? know, it's it's fine. I'll die salty about it. (laughs) Um, What else? I know there was some stuff like last week. Um, That was pretty much about it. Oh, I did watch. um, I'm a big sucker for like um, planet Earth and documentaries on animals and stuff like that. We we finished watching Our Planet 2, which is, of course, um, Edinburgh's another thing about uh, or not Edinburgh uh, it was Edinburgh but it wasn't Our Planet 2 it was the new dinosaur uh, series that he uh, narrated and it was they started the first one of that a couple yeah. of weeks ago and season 2 just came out and it was fun I like I mean some of it is speculation on dinosaur stuff some of it's not but it was a lot of fun I special effects were making the dinosaurs and making them look real and everything happening was pretty freaking solid I Dang. thought it was really worth it. 
So if you like dinosaurs, who doesn't, you should probably go see that. If you like watching people make realistic cakes, then you got that that show too. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, cake. I, yeah. I know there's a <laughs> lot of stuff coming out pretty soon on um, the shows because there's been a lot of shows that are just not getting renewed. Uh, we're we're in the season of right now where shows are getting canceled and then things are you know getting renewed, and of course all the freaking you know reality TV shows are getting renewed and all the stuff that's you know has to have writers is not because of the writer's strike, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get that back. I know that. Um, Captain Mizzy and I have been watching Sex Education on Netflix, and this next season is the last season. I'm still waiting. Yeah. Which is okay. That means that they're going to get a ending to the series, which is really good, which is I'm happy for. Yes. So hopefully that, you know, we'll get its ending and we can go from there. Um, and hey, look, it's 830. We made it to the time. Um, we want to thank Monica for coming on and having a good time with us talking about cosplay um she was kind of worried that you know we were just going to be sitting here drinking and cracking jokes all the time and you know, <laughs> not being getting weird. to her stuff and being weirdos but <laughs> no i really enjoyed being in the show like thank you so much for having me and like i've learned a lot of new shows now i want to watch so <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> we, we get we get that a lot they're like you'll watch a lot of shit we're like yeah we do <laughs> <laughs> Um, guys, Gonzo watches gonna... a lot of shit. Yeah, um, we're gonna send y'all off under raid. We're gonna send you off to the Pyro Club. They're gonna be doing some Dungeons and Dragons, and y'all can uh, work and watch them. Uh, they should, gonna... more more technically, they should be playing um, their Margrave, which is in the Cobalt Press. Oh, okay. Uh, thing. So nice. yeah. Okay. Um, but guys. Like usual and like always, make sure you take care of yourself. Check in on your friends, even your ones that are the silly, happy-go-lucky ones. Um, keep an eye on them. If you haven't heard from them in a while, make sure you say you know something like, hey, just checking in with you. I haven't talked to you in a while, you know, because we're all in that time. Um, life is crazy, guys. Life is mm-hmm. shit at times. L- so. Life yeah. is a, it's a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So just make sure you check on everybody. Uh, And as we always say, if you see something, say something. And if you can do something, do something. If you can't, find someone that will. But for More Than Dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm Captain Mizzy. Are you Monica? And I'm Monica from Geeks A (laughs) Go-Go. And I'm just like... Do I say something? Yes, yes. Yes, I should. You're here. You say something. Yes, of course you say something. Here comes that raid. Make sure you hit that like button if you haven't seen it before and you're not sure of the show. They're awesome people. 